Hello and welcome to Grand Canyon Echoes, the voice of District 3 Toastmasters. I am here this morning with Don Griffith, and I'm interviewing him. And the purpose of this interview is for me to get information and background so that I can write an article for the Awatuki Club blog and also promote and share the topic of this article uh, to the greater audience in Arizona. I have a number of questions, and it's all around Don Griffith's journey through Toastmasters, but more specifically, what he's been doing this last few months for what's called a high-performance leadership project, and it is involving the Grand Canyon Echoes. Don, tell me. What is the story behind the Grand Canyon Echoes? <laughs> That's a good question. I was looking for a project for my high-performance leadership project. For those who are listening who don't know what that is, in Toastmasters, one of our things we do to achieve the highest level called Distinguished Toastmaster is a project, and it's referred to sometimes as a high-performance leadership project. And it's just what it sounds like. It's a project, and you have a, a team, and you lead the team to accomplish a goal. So I was looking for a project. And at first, I was thinking I wanted to do something with video. I've been very active with video in my clubs in the last few years. And I thought maybe at the district level, could we do something with video to enhance that? That didn't really go anywhere right away. I had trouble coming up with a, a focus on it. And then one day, Lisa Raymond, who was the district public relations officer, suggested, why not a podcast? And it had a lot of similarities, of course. It's, it's media. It's different. It's not the written word. It's not video, certainly, but a podcast. And I wondered, have we missed the boat? Is it too late to do a podcast? And the more I looked at it, the answer came back, oh, absolutely not. Podcasts are hotter than ever. And for those of you who've never heard a podcast, it's just what you're listening to now. It's just an audio recording that you can download on your phone, on your computer. You want to listen to it in the car on the way to work. That's a great thing to do. And there's podcasts for literally thousands of topics. So I said, that's a great idea. And that launched me into this High Performance Leadership Project, which was to do a podcast. Okay, thank you. And what is the mission and vision of this? I noodled with that a little bit at the beginning because that's part of the high-performance leadership instructions is to come up with a, a vision and a mission. And I forget how I wrote it exactly, but the idea was to give our members in District 3, the Arizona Toastmasters, to give them a voice, to give them an outlet to allow them to express themselves in a way maybe they're not used to. All of our Toastmasters have regular meetings, of course, and sometimes they'll be in a contest. Other times they may go to a conference. But this was another way, another medium for our members to express themselves. And frankly, we also want, we had a public relations component to it. If we put out a podcast, there will be people who listen to the podcast who aren't members and maybe are searching, maybe have heard about Toastmasters and wanted to check it out. So we trying to accomplish both, give our members a voice and also be the voice of the district. Do you think the younger members of Toastmasters or even the general public listen to podcasts? Are we going to reach young people with this message? There's a, 
a podcast for every topic you can think of. There are political podcasts, there are science podcasts, there are music-related podcasts, people who discuss their favorite bands. You name it, there's a podcast for it. And the big advantage is you can listen to it anywhere. You don't have to be at home on your computer. You don't have to have a fancy system. You can listen to it on your phone. I listen to them in the car. And I don't have to touch anything. I don't have to take my hands off the wheel. It's a great medium. So I think I, I've not seen any research that shows what demographic listens to podcasts and in what way. But I imagine it does does cover a lot. Now, of course, it, a podcast is just another medium. And it has to compete with YouTube and Instagram and uh, all of those other social media things out there. And I consider podcasts to be social media in a sense. It's, a lot of people wouldn't put it in that category, but I do. Because it's a way to meet, to reach out to people. It's a way to get a message to people. And whether the message is serious or silly, whether the message is informational or educational, or just entertainment, you can reach a lot of people. So that's our goal for the podcast, is to have it be listened to by anybody who wants to hear that message. And how do you think this ties in with the goal of Toastmasters, which is live in-person communication? This is when you're by yourself, on demand, more personal. I think that Toastmasters traditionally, certainly, has been public speaking. You go to a meeting and you give a speech there in the meeting, and you do the other things in the meeting. It's all personal face-to-face. But that's changing. There are now virtual clubs in Toastmasters that everything is done online. There is no physical meeting location. Now, that's very new. And in Toastmasters internationally with over 16,000 clubs, there's only a handful, maybe a dozen or 20 clubs that are truly virtual. And Toastmasters, the organization, and the individuals involved are learning as they go with something like that. But so much today is virtual. We have virtual communications. Whether it's written or visual, it's virtual. And so I think we need to get used to that. In my Thursday morning group last week, we decided to turn the meeting into an all-video rec- recording, having the members give short statements about why they, are, why they joined Toastmasters and why they stay, and and what it's done for them. So we didn't have any regular speeches. What we had was people having to talk to a new audience. What was the audience? The camera lens. Interesting. That that is a whole other... Absolutely. And some of our... We had to do a few of them over because they would start, and then they would start to look around the room making eye contact. Well, we teach our members to make good eye contact. But this was a different communication medium. You're talking to an audience through the camera lens. So they had to, and, and they admitted, some of them said, that was very uncomfortable. But you know what? Our first icebreaker speech was uncomfortable. Our first table topics was uncomfortable. You get through that, and you know the old saw about, well, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. I've never thought about it that way. I've always thought about it as expanding my comfort zone so that... You're not stepping out of anything. You're just making a bigger place for you. Expanding the comfort zone. I like that. Yeah. 
Maybe we could use that in our PR and marketing. <laughs> so what is your vision three to five years from now? Where do you see Grand Canyon Echoes? These days, five years is several tech lifetimes. You know, the speed of technology these days. But podcasts will probably still be here. and They'll probably still be popular as long as you make them relevant. If we can make our podcast relevant and interesting, accessible, known, you know, right now we just started it. We kicked it off about a month ago. It's been on the air. We have a half dozen or so episodes in there, but hardly anybody knows about it yet. So that's one of our next challenges is to spread the word. In five years, I expect what we'll have is several hundred episodes in the library. We will have many, many participants who, on both sides of the microphone, we will have people who want to be the interviewer, for instance. Today, you're the interviewer. But I could see us having a very robust team of people finding new and interesting topics. And there's never going to be a lack of topics to talk about. Because we have, in just in Arizona, which is District 3 Toastmasters, we have something like 4,000 members. How many stories, how many impacts due to Toastmasters are there in 4,000 members? There's a lot. And each of those members has a story. Now, podcasts can get, you know, we could talk about anything we want, I suppose. We're trying to make it relevant to Toastmasters. It's either a direct Toastmaster tie-in or something that the member has, is able to do because of Toastmasters, something in their life, in their job, in their community, in their church, that they found they could do now because of their experience in Toastmasters. Others will be directly Toastmaster related. I could see us doing a lot of educational pieces on, for instance, a lot of people struggle with finding topics for their speeches. Well, we could do a whole session on just that. What are some techniques and ways to find topics? So in five years, I hope it's still going. I hope it's still going strong and that we will have people basically in line, ready to tell their story. So how do you find people to tell their story? How are you attracting the, the voices across Arizona? Initially, it's, it's people that I've asked, I've just reached out to and asked, would you like to record something for the podcast? And they go, well, what do you want me to talk about? And I say, well, in, in the cases where I know them, recently did a recording with Pastor International Director Tim Swearingen and, and Rose Swearingen. And I just asked them if they'd be willing. They said, of course. Now, we've put one of those episodes up on the podcast already, and it's already been listened to by quite a few folks. And there's more that will come with that because we had a two-and-a-half-hour session. We recorded two-and-a-half hours of great insight stories, funny, sad, all about Toastmasters and the journey, the things that happened, the things that didn't happen. Now that's, most people aren't going to sit and listen to a two and a half hour podcast, so part of our job is to curate that material, to edit it, make it relevant and interesting. And what do you think is the, the duration of most of these? Are we talking 10 minutes, 60 minutes? A typical podcast, if you go out there in the real world, is half hour, maybe an hour. It depends on the show, depends on the 
format that they, they're trying to accomplish. There are some entertainment shows that basically run an hour. But I would say probably we're going to settle on half hour-ish kind of things. Maybe long enough for a good commute drive to work, you know, depending on that. Yeah. Or, or put it on, on earphones and when you're going out for a run or a walk or when you're at the gym on the treadmill. It's a great way to tune out all the other distractions in the room and listen to something that you want to listen to. Yeah, that's a great way to think about it. I, a lot of people I know do work out and exercise and listen to podcasts. So yeah. 30 minutes is how long right. I typically... Some people I know do yoga. And I don't know if you could listen to a podcast and do the downward dog or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, you can do a podcast. It's very, very portable as these days with smartphones. And is the format always going to be an interview? No. No, we could have some where are just extended stories, where it's a, a monologue, essentially. And that is something we'll be searching for, for the right kind of material. But if you go out and look for podcasts out on iTunes or Google Play or any of the other places where they have catalogs, you'll find a good mix. Some of them are one-person accounts, and a lot of them are interviews. Kind of like this interview we're doing right now. Yeah. And let's go back to that concept of expanding your comfort zone. Okay. And for a lot of Toastmasters who are used to a five to seven minute speech, doing a 30 minute monologue is mm -hmm. quite a stretch. Yes, it is. And do you think you're going to have a hard time getting Toastmasters to, to do that and to sign up for that? No. <laughs> Not the Toastmasters I know, anyway. If you're in Toastmasters, you're used to the idea of a five to seven minute speech. That's the typical speech in a Toastmaster meeting. There's a reason for that, and it has nothing to do with that being the perfect time for any particular message. That's a practical time limit so that you can have time for several speakers in a meeting. And a meeting might run 45 minutes to an hour and a half, depending on the individual club. So having a five to seven minute timeline is not magic, it's practical. So having said that, there are a lot of topics that really don't, you can't do them justice in five or seven minutes. Having listened to many, many contest speeches at the international speech level, there are some marvelous things you can do in five to seven minutes. But there are other topics that really beg for more. You want to get into the nuance. You want to talk about sharing more information. So I know a lot of Toastmasters who say, I wish I had more time to talk about this subject. So I think 30 minutes for a sum, yes, that's a stretch. But, like we said, get that comfort zone expanded out there. To the point where if someone said, could you do a three-hour thing somewhere? You'd say, sure. And then you'd go home and you'd sweat it out and say, how do I, how do I fill three hours, you know? But some of our members want to be professional speakers. Others want to be able to be comfortable in any situation. That's kind of how I've brought myself up in Toastmasters. Just try things. There was a Toastmaster who won the International Speech Contest many years ago. His name is Darren LaCroix. And Darren has a catchphrase stage time, stage time, stage time. And it, the concept there is you learn by doing and you, you do by getting up there and taking the opportunities. If someone says, we have a speech opening this week, you take it. 
if someone says, would you be willing to do a table topic? And you say, yes, I'll do that. Just get up there and speak. The learning comes almost magically in Toastmasters. We have a supportive atmosphere. Members get good evaluations. You're not slammed. You don't lose your job if you make a mistake in a speech. Those are safe places to learn. So get up there and try it. And this is another way to do it. And I've had a number of volunteers who said, oh, absolutely. And I've got, at this time, probably about 10 people lined up who have said, yes, I'm interested. Tell me more. And a few of them I've got on my calendar, and we're going to do that. I've got others who are just experienced Toastmasters who have said, yes, I'd love to talk. What do you want me to talk about? Others who have come up with some ideas for the podcast that may or may not work out. That's okay. We're figuring it out as we go, too. You know, what's an appropriate topic? By appropriate, I mean, is it meeting our mission? Is it helping to grow our Toastmasters in Arizona? Is it helping to attract non-Toastmasters to us here in Arizona? So speaking of attracting non-Toastmasters, what do you think we can do to better promote and advertise this podcast? Well, there's a lot of really smart people in this district who... Are, are helping me with this or, and want to help. Lisa Raymond, I mentioned already, she, she and Karen Hewitt are both very involved with social media professionally and are experts at this, and they've already got some great plans for doing this. And it's not just the podcast. The podcast is one piece in a basket, a shopping basket of things. Social media, we have a YouTube channel, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have Twitter. We have all kinds of outlets. And one of the needs of Toastmasters everywhere, not just here in Arizona, is to attract new members from a younger generation. The statistics of Toastmasters, are, it tends towards a, a little older crowd. Like a lot of things, it, it's grown up a certain way. But we, we think we can change that. We think we need to change that because the need hasn't gone away. The need for clear communication, the need for leadership skills has not disappeared just because we have modern tools and a modern sensibility, uh, a modern sort of news cycle. All those things, they're changing fast. At the core of it is communication, person-to-person communication. We have different tools, but we still need to communicate. So I hope to reach those folks and how to reach them. Social media is going to be the answer. That's how it's going to happen. Now, you said earlier you had a number of people lined up for the podcast. You've done about a half dozen online. Mm -hmm. I think there are seven right now. How many do you think you're going to do in a year? We haven't really settled in on a particular schedule, but it's been recommended by people who have done this before that we do perhaps two a month and then have some bonus episodes perhaps and that's that's practical that's we could certainly physically do more but you run the chance of one burning out your potential uh, hosts who are going to be the ones to ask all the questions and and do the editing and so forth and you may run out of ready volunteers too quickly and then you're then you're searching hard for topics and people. But two a month, I think, is a pretty good pace for us at this point. 
Final question. Okay. One of the pillars of Toastmasters is getting feedback. Mm -hmm. In this podcast format, how, how can you get feedback? Yeah. First of all, there are several ways to access the podcast. We've set it up so that it's available on iTunes. So you just go to the iTunes podcast and just search for Grand Canyon Echoes, which is the name of our podcast. You will find it, and you can subscribe to it and listen to it. But you can also go to the main website, which is www. It's Grand Canyon Echoes, all, all together, dot podbean, that's P-O-D-B-E-A-N, dot com. So Grand Canyon Echoes dot podbean dot com. And that's the... That's where all the podcasts actually live, and you can see them all there. And there are way, there's a way to, to follow that group and make comments. But within the other channels, like iTunes and Google Play, I'll have to go find out, is there a way for comments to get back to the authors? But because we said we're going to advertise this on social media, it means when we do a podcast, you'll see a link to it on Facebook, maybe a link to it on Instagram. And those have built-in comment generators that, you know, people can, can weigh in on it. We just haven't hit anything like our critical mass yet in terms of listeners because it's so new. It's only been on the air for about a month. Well, I've enjoyed listening to them all already. I'm looking forward to working with you and expanding and doing more with it. So, Don, any final comments or questions about Grand Canyon Echoes? Well, I appreciate you asking taking the time and asking these questions. And maybe I can interview you sometime on a different topic. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Don. Thanks, Brenda. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Grand Canyon Echoes, the voice of District 3 Toastmasters. To volunteer to be featured on the podcast or to suggest future topics, write podcast at aztoastmasters.org. That email again is p-o-d-c-a-s-t at aztoastmasters.org Toastmasters International and all other Toastmasters International trademarks and copyrights are the sole property of Toastmasters International. This podcast is independent of Toastmasters International. It is not endorsed by, sponsored by, affiliated with, or otherwise connected with Toastmasters International other than for the use of the name Toastmasters International.